1: Hey mom friends, I'm Paris Digital, and this is the I Have Kids podcast. The chill spot for all the cool moms that keep life going. For the modern moms, new and experienced, will laugh, cry, vent, relate, and share advice. If you're a new mom, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. Go ahead and pour yourself a glass of something nice. Sit back and enjoy the conversation. Yo, what's poppin'? What's happening? Me, Paris Digital, you already know. Um, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all, I completely forgot about this podcast. I forgot about both of my podcasts.
0: for details. the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner
1: just trying to like work and grind and make my money and everything and then i stopped i was like what was i doing before i got so busy working oh yeah i had podcasts and i had like other stuff i was actually passionate about you know anyway um y'all gonna hear more about that on the vibe major podcast make sure y'all check that out subscribe to that um here i am um It is currently September, um, the day I'm recording this, and I was trying to upload this episode that I already had recorded, but, um, I went back to the file, and it was, like, all fucked up, so I couldn't do nothing with it. Don't pay me no mama, y'all. I'm just sipping my tea here, because y'all know I love my herbal tea. But, um, yeah, I couldn't do nothing with the episode, so I had to re-record it. What I was trying to do was have this reflection episode done, um before my daughter's first birthday, which was back in August. And, um, yeah, the file was messed up. So pretty much um, I'm just going to do it now. So here we are. It's been one whole year of me being a parent. My daughter's first birthday just went by. Um, It was fun. It was amazing. I I did not do a party because, to me, a party for a one-year-old is just like, fucking ridiculous, like, at a year old, she is not worried about a party, she just wants to eat and sleep still, she just wants to, you know, play for a little while and then sleep, and on top of that, she doesn't really have any, um, like, baby friends yet, you know, um, So I think once she gets to the age where, or when, if we ever put her in daycare or some sort of recreation, which we most likely will do, and she gets to, you know, preschool age where she can meet other children and be around other children, maybe then we'll do another party. But I just don't feel right throwing a whole party for a child and it's nothing but adults. And they always say at that age, the party is mostly for the parents, not for the kids. So there was no need because we didn't need a party. It was her first birthday. Yes, it was our first year of our whole, our whole first year of us being parents, but we didn't throw a party. So all we did was just, um, you know, we took her out to dinner and we got her a little smash cake and um, I got her a, a gift and that was it. It was simple. It was small. It was fun. It was, she enjoyed herself, you know, she filled up on her smash cake and she was up till about five o'clock in the morning, running up and down the hallway, screaming Um, it it was, it's been interesting because she, you know, she's walking now and everything. So, um, I just want to do a one-year reflection with that being said. Um, yeah. Everything that I learned in the past year about myself, my child, my family, my husband, all this fun stuff, okay? So, the first thing I learned is to relax and stay calm. Um, because yeah, it's true when they say your children do pick up on that energy. But the reason that is, is because as the adult, as the parent, you are in control of that situation. You are in control of the mood of how things are going. So when your child is upset, you, it's either, oh my God, you're either going to be like, oh my God, she's crying. She's crying. What do I do? She's crying. Why is she crying? Or you're going to be like, okay, she's upset. Let's get her what she wants. Let's figure out what's wrong. You know, there's two moods and how you handle that is going to, is how your child is going to take it. Your child doesn't understand you're upset because they're upset. All they see is that you are upset and it, you know, they understand, they see a hostile mood coming from you and you know, it, it comes off a little different to the child and it makes them a little more hostile, you know? I apologize now if y'all hear a bunch of noises, um, in my apartment, there's, um, some kids, it's Sunday, they're not in school, they're home, they're teenagers, and, yeah, enough said. So, the second thing I learned, well, pretty much the first and second thing I learned was to relax and stay calm, and I know why I put those as two separate things, so, secondly, why I learned to stay calm was because shit fucking happens, like, and it can be scary. Like, um, I know for the first couple of months, maybe up to about five or six months, my daughter, um, she had this small issue. It was um, pretty much they said it was something from pe- that most times premature babies are born with it. She was full term, but she was premature. It was like, I guess the little flap in her throat um, wasn't like fully developed so occasionally she would just be choking and we just didn't know why you know so it was pretty much the flap would like get stuck closed or open and you know all she it, it, it opened back up on it's own like two seconds later but it would be scary you know she would be coughing and choking and we're like oh my gosh what's going on or she would be wheezing when she's breathing you know so um, it's a matter of staying calm because your child doesn't know what to do you know what to do You know what's going on. Your child don't know what's going on. So you got to stay calm and just get your child through everything. Um, She's had thrush. She's had colds. She's been constipated. And there have been so many times where, like, as a first-time parent, I wanted to panic. I wanted to panic. I think when I first brought her home, I think the first two or three weeks, she was constipated because we changed her milk. And when she was constipated and she was straining and she would just be going making these like grunting noises going eh, 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 eh. like I knew she's trying to take a shit and she can't and I can visibly see that she's like struggling and in pain. I wanted to panic. I think I sat there and cried with her one day, y'all. Oh my gosh, it I, I ugh, it was I felt so bad for her, but you know it's it's all good now. But um, you know. You just got to stay calm because all kinds of stuff happen. Um, The third thing I learned was to enjoy each moment and enjoy each phase. You know, one thing you don't want to do is be all like, oh, I can't wait. You know, say you got a newborn. You don't want to be all like, oh, I can't wait till she can hold her head up. I can't wait until she starts holding her bottle. I can't wait until she starts doing this because you're tired of doing it. You don't want to be like that. I had to catch myself because I do remember when my daughter was wanting to sit up on her own. She was wanting to sit up and I would have to prop her up, like hold her, support her and hold her up. And I remember thinking, dang, I can't wait till she does sit up on her own. But I said, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this moment because there's going to be a day where she won't need me to do anything for her. And I'm going to miss being able to hold her and like help her more than I probably will the type of help will change but you know you gotta learn to enjoy it so I stopped saying oh I can't wait till she can do this I can't wait till she can do that because I ain't gonna lie y'all like I had nights where my daughter my daughter is a night owl a morning owl whatever she be up during them psychopath hours anyway she'll want to sit up and I was. I remember thinking, "Dang, if she could sit up on her own, I would just sit her up, give her my phone, and roll over and go to sleep." But it's that I gotta sit up and prop her up. I remember. I sometimes I would just like lay there and let her prop prop her up against my body so she could just sit up and do whatever she wants. But she would fall over eventually. But you know, you just gotta enjoy each phase. I remember. Um, she. She she got to a point where she was sitting up on her own, then she wanted to stand. She liked standing more than sitting. Then she wanted to walk. And now she's starting to try to run. Y'all, she's just your kids grow fast, bruh. They grow so fucking fast. Like you you just gotta enjoy every moment because it's it's like it's crazy. I remember, like, when I was working at this place, I've been telling them, oh, shoot, I can't wait till my daughter gets around that age and starts walking and stuff. You know, it's going to be exciting. And people are like, no, well, enjoy the fact that she can't walk right now because then you're going to have to chase her when through a parking lot, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. But, yeah, um, I don't know if that made sense. I was probably talking in circles just now, but you know what I'm saying. Enjoy each moment. Um, number four, I think I already covered that, but shit happens colds, sicknesses, um, random shit, rashes, it fucking happens, and it doesn't make you a bad parent, okay? I remember at one point, I was like, and I know I said this in another episode before, but I remember I kept thinking, dang, she got a diaper rash, um, you know, how'd I let this happen, or I remember thinking shit like, um dang, she got a cold, how'd I let that happen? I felt like such a bad mom because it was always something. There was one time where she had a cold and a diaper rash at the same time. Like, what the fuck? I mean, she it's not like she always got colds and shit, but it was just little shit. Like, you know, the weather change and stuff like that. Because I got real bad sinuses, so she has bad sinuses too. So it's like she would just be congested, and boom, now she got a diaper rash. Or, um, yeah, that time she had thrush, and then she had a diaper rash right afterwards, and then she had a cold right after that. That was like around month three or four with her. But, Lord, Jesus, oh my gosh. Shit will fucking happen. It happens. All all children, not all, but it's common. You're not a bad parent when something happens. Um... Don't don't stress too much about it. It, it. Your your doctors know what to do. That's how often it happens to kids. Okay, if it didn't happen that often, they wouldn't have easy accessible medicines for it. Um, pediatrician wouldn't know what to do. So just relax. You know, shit fucking happens. They're kids. We were kids once too. You gotta remember what it's like being a little kid. How many times did you have a cold? You know, just think of, think of it like that. And you're not a bad mom for it happening. You're a good mom for helping them get through it. Okay. Um, another thing I learned is be patient. Be patient. If you are not a patient person, your child will make you a patient person. Okay? I was already a patient person. I um I don't give a fuck enough to not be patient. Like I'm just such a not give a fuck kind of person. I kinda Um, I'm just, you know, easygoing and real chill. So the patient comes, that patience comes naturally to me, but your children will try you. They will, they don't intentionally try you, but it's like the mind of a child. You have to remind yourself they are not an adult as mature as your child may seem you have to remind yourself your child is not an adult at the end of the day they are still a child they still do childlike things they still think like a child they still don't listen it's it's you got to be patient you know you got to fucking remind yourself okay they don't know what i know They don't, they have not lived as long as I've lived. They do not know the, they do not have the experiences that I have. My child is a child. No matter how mature your child may seem, they are still a child, okay? Like, a good example would be, I saw this video, right? And it was a TikTok. And this lady was talking about, you know, she wanted to try gentle parenting. And then she talked, she was talking to her son and handed him the pot and was like, the pot, the the bottom of the pot is hot. Be careful. Don't drop it. And she's holding the pot on the sides. Right. But when the child grabs the pot, he grabs it from the bottom and she pulls back and she yells it louder. The bottom of the pot is hot. Okay. He still grabs it at the bottom. You gotta realize your child is not experienced in the kitchen like you are. You are a grown woman. You've been cooking for years. You have experience with handling hot pots. Your child does not. You have to remind yourself. You need to tell this child: Do not hold the pot at the bottom. They heard you say the pot is hot, but now that that's all they heard. They didn't hear you. They didn't think. Let me not hold the pot at the bottom. That's the thing. You got to realize sometimes our kids don't pick up on context clues the way we do. You think common sense, but you have to realize to children, it's not all the way there. Okay? They're kids. They're learning. Okay? So you just got to, you. instead of saying the pot is hot and then yelling the pot is hot even louder, you should just say, hey, hold the pot on the sides. Hold the pot on the side because the bottom is hot. You know, I'm sorry, that, that video just stuck in my head, but it's a good example of patience. You got to be patient. With a toddler, um, I've learned my patience, well, with a baby, actually. I'm learning my patience with a toddler. It's different. But her as a baby, I had to learn to be patient because um, she gets into things. Everything she's curious about she wants to grab things. She wants to touch things. She picks everything up and puts it directly in her mouth. And it's like all the stuff that could be sitting there, she will gravitate towards the most dangerous things she can find, no matter what's there. And um, I have to keep, t- I keep reminding myself to just take it from her and substitute it with a toy or substitute it with a teether or a little snack or something because she does not know like, oh my gosh! That's that's where I have to be patient. Every child is different, but that's where my patience comes in. I have to be patient with the fact that she constantly puts everything in her mouth. That drives me crazy, but I gotta be patient with her. With it. Um. Another thing you gotta learn is trust your partner. I'm taking a moment of silence on that because, uh, it's not. Like, I didn't trust him with our child. Um, I had no problem trusting him with our child. It was more of, um... I don't even know how to explain it. How do I say this? Like, it was more, like... Trusting that he would handle certain things... The right way. Um, That's constantly an ongoing process. The thing about that, when it comes to you and your partner, if this is your first child, right? It's no longer just the two of y'all. It's now y'all two and your child. You have to relearn each other because now that this child is here, y'all are completely different people. Especially you as a mother, you are a completely different person. Oh, my gosh. I, it's, I, it's, it's hard to believe that two years ago I was a complete different person. There was a me without my child, you know? And it's like, shit, you know, you're, you're a new person. They're a new person. Y'all got to learn each other again, you know? See, I know I got on my notes here, so, yeah. Um, another big lesson I learned, don't let anybody make you feel bad, okay? Don't let anybody make you feel bad about the choices you make as a parent, about the way you do things, the reason you do things, about where you work, about your lifestyle, the doing what you have to do, don't let anybody make you feel bad okay? because some people will make you feel bad because you chose to use formula instead of breastfeed or you went with one brand and not the other branded diapers or um you're it's, it's, it's so many different things. people tend to be very judgy and it's like fuck off. You know, as long as your child is happy, your child is not neglected, not abused, you know what you're doing, okay? Fuck fuck what anybody got to say, okay? Here's what I had to learn. I had to tell myself, okay, if people want to sit here and judge me and try to make me feel bad for the decisions I make, they are more than welcome to come in my house and, and, and do everything for me. But guess what? Nobody wants to do that. Okay, people want to sit here and judge you for the type of formula you're giving your child. Or they're like, oh, well, you should use this brand because this brand is better for babies and all this stuff. Okay, well, no, this is the brand I'm going with. They're more than welcome to come and buy this formula every uh, couple weeks or go and buy me multiple cans of whatever formula they felt is best if they want, you know. Don't pay me no money. Y'all know I get congested when I start drinking my tea. But you know they're more than welcome to buy that formula for me. Oh, you're not going to? That can is thirty dollars. You don't want to buy it for me? You don't want to go buy me five cans of those thirty dollar cans? You telling me it is the is the better formula? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna keep using this can that I've already been using. Cool. Anyway, um, you're a good mom. That's another thing I learned. Okay. Um, I've learned. And I, I didn't realize this, but it's like, how do I say it? I remember, like, everyone was always telling me, oh, I could tell you're a good mother. You're a good mother. I could tell you're a good mother. And I'm like, sometimes I doubt myself. I'm like, am I, though? Am I? I know lately I've been working a lot, and my child's father, um, she's been staying with him more often because of how much I work. But am I a good mother? am I? I mean, and then I had to think about, I was like, you know what? I'm providing for her. It's not like I'm out just partying and just doing whatever I want. I'm out here working my ass off, making sure she got everything she needs. She knows me. She spends time with me on a regular, like just about every other night. It's still, you know, it still is what it is. But what I also learned is people can see what type of mother you are through your child. It's like people look at her, they see she's happy. She's, clean, she's um, well-dressed, well-fed, she's learning, she's her, her developmental growth uh, milestones and stuff, you know, she's talking, she's playing, she's reaching for things, she's active, and they can tell, you know, she's not ignored, she's had someone their hands on with her, and they're all like, oh, I could tell you're a good mother, you know. Anyway. um, Who, number eight I've learned take care of yourself, ladies, queens. Take care of your fucking self. What good are you if you are distraught and stressed out and neglecting yourself and you are trying to take care of another person? Okay? Make sure you eat. It's so easy to forget to eat. It's so easy to forget to drink water. It's so easy to forget to give a fuck about yourself. It's so fucking easy to do that shit. Like, I remember when I first had my daughter, my mind was on nothing but feed the, baby, the baby, feed the baby, change the baby. Feed the baby, change the baby. Feed the baby, change the baby. Okay? And I sat there one day and I looked at my husband and I was like, yo, when's the last time I took a shower? And he was like, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> you know? I was like, I think I'm gonna go take a shower. It was, it was just... I don't know. You know, it's so easy. I got so wrapped up in taking care of our child, I forgot. And he was very helpful. It's not like I didn't have time to take the shower. I could have, you know, because he would hold her, and I could go get in the shower, and then, you know, we could take turns. He could go get in the shower while I'm holding her. And after that, we could all just chill, have a nice little family night. But it's so easy to forget to take care of yourself, man. It's so easy. Because... Everything you do, you, you it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm sure y'all get what I'm saying. Like, I have to learn to have a self-care day sometimes. And I've, um, as my daughter has gotten older, it's been easy to incorporate her in my self-care days. Like, before, I would do a self-care day on a day that she's with her father. But now it's easy for me to do that. Like, I can just take a shower before she gets up. To get my tea ready, get her up, get her ready, um, you know, give her a nice bath or whatever. And I incorporate my self-care days because, incorporate her with my self-care days because all I can do is we can sit down together, watch TV, eat a little meal and just relax. Like, you know, legit just be lazy and do nothing. It's a lot easier now that she's older. Um, I think she likes herbal tea. She's had sips of my herbal tea. If she does, that will make our self, our girls' days and girls' nights a lot more fun. So, it'd be nice, it'd be interesting. It's, it's just too hot to give to her directly, so I haven't really tried to give her herbal tea, but she's had a few sips. Um, What's another thing I've learned? Mm, I learned this real quick right here. You will not always have a clean house. Okay. Who? Um, this hits something hard for me because I grew up with seeing, like now that I look back at it, I think my mother was stressed out because of how much she was constantly trying to clean. Like my mother has OCD extremely bad. She has an extreme case of OCD. And, I just remember, like, all she ever did was complain about having to clean up and clean up. She was like, I just remember her specifically saying, pick up, pick up, pick up. All I do is pick up, pick up, pick up. And I had to, like, think about it. I found myself, like, when I first moved in this apartment, I found myself, like, cleaning up after she put stuff down. And I remember I was like, dang, this is tiring. And then I wanted to say, I see why my mom was stressed out. But then I had to realize, I'm going to, tire myself out in anger and frustrate myself if I'm constantly cleaning up after my child you know so I'm at a point now where my house isn't like disgustingly gross but there's toys and decorations that she plays with on the floor and I am unbothered by it because if I pick it up she's gonna put it back on the floor so I just leave things on the floor and fuck it I'll clean up if I have company you know fuck it nobody's here but me and her so I kind of don't give a fuck that her toys are all over the floor I don't give a fuck that she goes through her drawers and takes out all of her clothes and dumps them on the floor in the hallway um I kind of don't give a fuck that there are cookies in in my bed and um under my couch and I don't give a fuck that there's chicken in her closet for some fucking reason (laughs) of course I don't just let the house get nasty Um, once she goes to sleep, I try to pick up and clean up most of the stuff because the way my mind is set up, if I wake up to a messy bedroom or messy house, I'm less productive. I don't really want to do anything versus if I wake up and see what tasks I have to complete. Like if I wake up, say like if I have to vacuum, I have to wake up and see my vacuum in the living room. So pretty much what I do at night, I prepare my house for the next day every day, and I also do, like, this little Sunday reset that I saw this girl do on YouTube, but, yeah, um, I don't clean my house all the time, I, of course, you know, I clean my bathroom, clean my dishes, but I stop making up my bed, um, I stop fucking picking up shit, it's just, it's too much, like, I'm not stressing myself out, okay, I have a a one-year-old, she gets into shit, she does every fucking thing to her, stuff is supposed to be on the floor, so if I pick it up, she's gonna put it back on the floor, I'm not about to keep stressing myself out like that, fuck all that shit um what I also learned, number 10 is the best advice for your child comes from your child you gotta realize um, our kids are raw and uncut, like they are them they have not been conditioned to live a certain way or do certain things or be a certain type of person the way we have been conditioned throughout life and in this world. So our child's, our children listen to their bodies. They know what they want. They know what they don't want. They know how they want to sleep. They know what they want to play with. They, they, just, they, they know themselves subconsciously because they're not conditioned the way we are to not want things and to not do certain things. So you gotta trust, you know, your child when they tell you something, when your child shows you that they don't want a certain food, or even if they're being picky, you know, there's different things, like, um, good example would be like diapers, okay? You could be all like, oh, well, um, I need advice on what diapers to use, okay? Someone told you to go with loves, Right? But you put Loves on your baby and your baby breaks out from Loves. Your child is telling you Loves is not a good brand for them. Obviously, they have a fucking diaper rash from the diaper. So now you got to go to Huggies or Parents' Choice. My favorite two brands are Parents' Choice and... Uh, what's it called? Um, All Good. I get both of those from Walmart. But every time I say All Good, people be like, What? All Good is this minority-owned brand. It's supposed to be, like, really nice. Um, It is a really nice diaper, actually. Um, It's in a black-and-white packaging, black-and-white box or whatever. But I like that, or I use um, Parent's Choice. I use Parent's Choice for a lot of stuff, but yeah. Um, Your child knows what they like, what they don't like. Just listen to your baby, okay? That's the best parenting advice you can get. The best parenting advice you can get is from the child you are parenting, okay? Um, number 11, postpartum depression can still happen. All right. And what I want to say, I'm going to start off with this. Postpartum is the phase after pregnancy. Okay. You have prenatal and you have postpartum. That is the phase after pregnancy. Now, postpartum depression is the depression during postpartum. So it's, it's kind of annoying when someone is after they have a baby and they're talking about their depression and all this stuff. They're like, Oh, are you going through postpartum? Of course they're going through postpartum. They just had a baby. Postpartum depression is what you're referring to. Are you going through postpartum depression? Okay. Okay. Let's get that right. Um, It can still happen. For some mothers, it happens after a year. Sometimes it happens after two years. Um, It doesn't have to be directly after you have the baby. Okay? And um, I think, you know, just be aware of it. I think um, because what I've also noticed, I haven't, I think I dealt with it in a way but my postpartum depression mostly came from my partner and not from my child. That's a different story. Anyway, um how to deal with it just you just got to know like there's there is therapy, there are different things but I'm not really a therapy kind of person, you know? I don't really feel comfortable trying to get my stuff out and, and talk to a stranger. I feel comfortable talking to someone who knows me and can understand me and make me feel important and make me feel understood, you know? But um, it can still happen at any time. Just make sure you have a strong support system that can help you get through it. You can write shit. If you need a good support system to get through it, sis, call me. Bitch, call me. Okay? I'm here. Um, Number 12. Be your own kind of parent. That's a big one right there. You know, we... Especially nowadays, you know, we go on the internet. We see all these moms on Instagram and all these aesthetics and all this stuff, you know. um, All these moms on Instagram doing these little matching little mommy and me things and... Just making their life look so easy when we all know the fuck it's not because children are not easy. And it's like you want to be this mom that does certain things. And, you know, we we all think we're going to be a certain type of mother. And then, boom, when the baby's here, it's like, oh, your life is not what you thought it would be, you know? It sounds ideal in your head, but it's not. Me, I think I'm kind of the mother I thought I would be. Um. It's hard to say that I'm not because I'm handling situations the way I always said I would, but at the same time it's like I got to know my child and know how to know what she responds to. But you know, be your own kind of parent. Don't worry about being like um this other mom, you know, or being like it's, like I said, it's so easy to get caught up in the shit we see on Instagram and the shit we see on Pinterest and the type of moms that are post the the type of moms that post all this shit and try to make it look like their life is a certain way and we want that. It ain't that. That their life ain't even that, bitch. They just got a good picture. Like, you know how hard it is to get a picture of a toddler? Shit. Um that's everything I learned as my first year of being a mother. Um, I've learned about myself. I've learned a lot about myself. I learned who. That is a different story. Oh my gosh, I've learned so much shit about my fucking self, y'all. I'm not the same person I was two years ago. I swear to God, my child has changed me so fucking much, and it is crazy. Like, um, from one, I remember. My pregnancy was the most confident I've ever been. When I tell y'all I came up fucking hating myself, man, for so many different reasons, my pregnancy was the only time I did not look in the mirror and feel disgusted with my body. The only time, okay? Like during my pregnancy, I'm like, wow, there's a life growing inside of me. I'm making a life right now. I'm doing something incredible right now. And then afterwards, I looked at myself in the mirror a couple times, and I was like, bitch, you did that. You made a whole human being, you know? And it's I keep thinking about, I kept thinking about when I was in the hospital after I had her. Um, I was up and walking like 14 hours after a C-section, you know? Um... They were, and I remember the doctors were telling me, wow, we've never seen someone walk so much. Because what was supposed to happen was after they took the catheter out of me, um, they took it out of me 14 hours after my procedure, and they were telling me, hey, just buzz us and we'll come with the wheelchair and take you to see your baby. They came and took me one time. And after that, I got up and I held onto the railing on the side of the wall all the way down. I walked like three hallways to go see my daughter while she was in NICU. So, and I remember they were like, you need to get some sleep while you're here. You know, I was high. I was on perks like most of the time. So I barely felt any pain. Um, I just remember like, just, yo, like, Yeah, I remember thinking, God damn, I really did that? Like, I was literally cut open, and 14 hours later, I'm walking to go and breastfeed my baby and feed her and change her. Like, what the fuck? They legit, and I was in so much pain, y'all. I couldn't even stand up and cough straight, okay? It's crazy. And then, like, after I left the hospital, I wasn't even taking my perks like that. They gave me perks, and I barely took them. I think I took, like, two. And then I had wine, and I fucking threw that shit up. Yo, that's crazy. But I was... I got to a point where I could barely stand up straight and cough. But I was okay. You know? And I'm like, how the fuck am I doing this? How the fuck am I able to still drive and just... I shouldn't have been driving, because I was dozing off while I was driving. But I was like, how the fuck am I doing all this shit? You know? And I'm like, I'm... It's crazy. You know, we as women are so and we as women are so incredible. We legit have a whole human come out of our body and we we get up and walk away. How the fuck do we do that? We just keep walking. We get up and walk after a whole child stretches out our crotch. Like what the fuck? You know, I learned that I can do that like it was easy. it was it was it was, was kind of easy. I ain't even gonna lie. But yeah, You know, um, I've learned how strong I can be for another person. I've learned how, how much I can care about another person. I've never cared about anybody as much as I care about my daughter. I've never done as much for anybody as I've done for her. Um, I've never, when it comes down to her, I don't give a fuck. Okay. I'm going ham. I don't give a fuck how much money I spend. Okay, I remember like when I was pregnant with her, her dad told me like, "Yo, you just spent like three hundred dollars." I'm like, "So, I don't give a fuck. I'll spend three hundred dollars tomorrow too. I don't give a fuck. It's for her. It's for our baby. Like, who gives a fuck. I don't give a fuck how much money I spend when it comes to my child. I don't give a fuck about um, how many, how how much she needs. I don't give a fuck about what I do when it comes to her. Like, if something needs to be done, it's gonna get fucking done. I don't give a fuck, you know." Um. I learned I've learned that um that I I learned so much about myself I can't even go into details about everything I've learned about myself because I'll be sitting here forever y'all but yeah I just wanted to go into that one year reflection of everything I've learned my first year of being a mother it's been a crazy journey. It's still a crazy journey. This is the rest of my life. I will always be her mother. I'm going to die being this child's mother. Like, this is it. Being a parent is not something that just stops. Well, it shouldn't be something that just stops. People are crazy out here. But, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be her mother. I'm This this is this is it is what it is now and it's she's growing it's only been the first year she's walking I cried watching her walk one day because I'm like what the fuck I just brought you home from the hospital like what the actual fuck you know but you know this is it is what it is we hear I'm happy she's happy her father's happy everyone around us is happy I didn't drink this tea before I get too cold. Anyway, um, let me know what y'all think of this one-year reflection. If y'all want, you could leave a comment or whatever. But that's it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. That's all I got to say. Thanks, y'all, for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and follow and subscribe to this podcast, wherever you are listening to it at. Also, leave some comments and ratings because that is how we make the show better. Make sure you also follow on social media at I Have Kids Podcast. If you're interested in being a guest, slide in the DMs. Or you can send an email to 5major843 at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Until then, keep it real.